Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Kim Barra Show. I am your host, Kim Barra, and on today's episode, we have the lovely Cassie Silver joining us. Now, if you're a business owner who has been looking at their content, has been looking at what they produce for their business and how they share their message out to the world, you do not want to miss this episode. We're going to go through and identify and have a little bit of a look at what are some of the things you should do? What are some of the things you shouldn't do? How could you get started with producing actually world-class, good quality content? And of course, if we can ever help you amplify that content, if you get her to help you make it, we can help you push it out there. Head over to marketingmogul.com.au and of course, we're there to help you at any time. But until then, let's jump into the show. Cassie, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you making the time. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, I always like to start the podcast with the same question every time, which is if I met you at a party and we're having a few drinks and I said, Cassie, what is it that you actually do? Yep. Okay, What's cool. your go-to answer? I'm a creative, basically, business owner specializing in long-form storytelling. What does that mean? So, give, some, give some context around So, that. I used to work at Today Tonight for about eight years. And then when that got axed, I guess a bit of an outlet was lost for people to tell their long stories. So if you're a business or you're like St. John Ambulance or you're a hospital or you're an organization, that little outlet is gone. And you can do those little short, sharp videos that go 60 seconds, 90 seconds, but there was something kind of missing that was like your long form 10 minute brand stories or anniversary stories and things like that. So Silver Lining & Co was born, which was a, is my creative business. And whether it's copywriting or videos, it's all about that long form story. So that's my background as a journalist. So it's using those skills in my own business now. Nice. Yeah. So why do we need long form stories though? Because some people are going to be like, Cassie, that's just 10 minutes. Sounds like a very long time. Like yeah. why, why do we need long form? I totally get it. And I guess it's, it's letting things breathe sometimes. We can be really time poor and we can just chop up video content and turn it into bite-sized material but sometimes the message needs to take some time to to breathe and and get engagement in a different way so, so I think that sometimes we just need to stop and not be distracted and hear a story from go to woe the majority of the work I do is between six and 15 minutes people might think that's crazy but if you're dealing with talent or five or six interviews and someone's had a heart attack and they've survived and they want to tell their story you know you can't do that in three minutes authentically that's very true. And look, if you're listening and watching the Kim Barrett show, obviously you're watching at least 30 minutes. So they're yeah, like long form. Yeah, they're like long form <laughs> content here. So, uh, like, I always remember a quote I heard from someone, um, like one of the great copywriters of all time, Sons, was telling a story about his dad. And they were like, but, like, what's the perfect length of copy or the perfect length of video? And he's like, well, there's no such thing as too short or too long. It's just too boring. Yep. It's like we will go and watch an Avengers movie for four and a half hours and you'll sit there and you like won't go to the toilet because you want to watch it. Yep. But then if something, if you see a terrible ad pop up on YouTube, you skip it straight away in 10 seconds. Totally. So there's always, always finding that balance. So for people out there, like if they've been considering, maybe they've they've got a business, they've got a bit of a story to tell. What are some of the important aspects? Because obviously you can tell a story pretty badly as well. Yep. Be one of those ones that people skip over. Like what are the elements of a good story? Okay, well look, 
when we do our interviews, I just let the camera roll and a lot of my interviews will go for two to three hours. That sounds like you need a bit of time to be doing this. But some of the most authentic and amazing moments happen when you least expect it. So a couple of things, I don't ask questions. I have a conversation with someone. So to get their story, sometimes I, I warm them up with a, have a coffee for an hour before and get to know them because when they're comfortable, they're going to say the best things. When it comes to actually editing a video, I sometimes you know lay it all down and it'll be 20 minutes and then I'll start chopping it out. Once I get bored when I'm watching it, that's when I know to chop something out. It's gotta be entertaining and engaging at the same time. But it's really all about your relationship with who you're interviewing or who you're talking to. It can be the difference between someone crying at the end of end of clip or buying your product because of they were moved by it or they actually felt the impact and someone just going, this is just a little bit, it's a bit naff, you know? So it's all those elements. We do custom soundtracks, so I never use stock audio. I always make sure that I go see a mate from MDS Audio and we sit down with the piano and we build soundtracks. Wow. It's a sensory thing. So it's your eyes, it's your ears, it's how you're feeling. So all these little elements, I think, just need to all help tell the story. So think about outside the box rather than just pretty pictures. It's making your talent comfortable. It's soundtracks, it's graphics, it's colour grading. It's things that just take it next level, mm. I think. And now if people listening to this and they're like, Cassie, that all sounds amazing, but that sounds like, you know, a Steven Spielberg epic yep. and it's going to cost me a million dollars. Like, can businesses still get that outcome? Because it's like if we're speaking to the guys watching, like small businesses who want to get epic results and they do have a story to tell, mm. like to do all that, it sounds like it could be expensive. Like what's the sort of investment for someone to be able to get a like an epic piece of content totally. together? Look, I always go in and, and I'm very transparent when I quote and, and chat to businesses that there are so many videographers and one-man one, one man bands around Perth, so they do the quick 90-second bang around with the gimbal. Yeah, and you know, promo reel and yeah, there you go. that's not us. And so I set the, set the bar, that's kind of what it is. I'm dealing with cameramen who are broadcast quality cameramen, so they're two grand a day. It's not, it's not 800 bucks, 500 bucks. So if you're looking... For a video, you can still tell a brand video, you know, that goes for three to four minutes. It's all the extra stuff that you're going to get out of it. If we did an interview for a day, I always tell clients that you're going to end up with 20 to 30, 30 second clips for social media as well. So I'm not all about delivering just one thing. You need bang for your buck. So yeah. when I lay it all out, I make sure it looks like it's not just one video. There's probably 30 there or there's six months worth of content yeah. and your investment is under 10 grand. So it's, I look at it in a marketing budget and go, it's actually not too much. Yeah, that's great. Six months worth of content and good quality content. That's it. Because I, I think there's like, what's your opinion these days on the balance with everyone that's like, there's kind of like high end, obviously what you produce. And then there's the people like just chuck selfie videos out there. No problem. Like for businesses, is there a balance? Should there be a balance? Like, how do you think that works? Look, uh, consistency for me, um, I'm all about it. Um, I think that the quality of video needs to be there. You can still be authentic when it's properly shot. Camera phones are awesome. But if I'm dealing with a simple F45 client, something like that, and we, we shoot it really, really well and it's really clean, people get that consistency and they come back and they know they're going to get good quality videos, whether it's getting to know the trainer or it's a, you know, a technique video. I think that people can be quite jarring as soon as you go from high end to camera phone, you can still be just authentic with when their quality is there. Mm. You want to make it easy for people to watch when it's clean and it's neat and it's tidy and it's good quality. I think that it, you know, takes your brand to the next level. So I think phones and, and those little pop-up moments and reels and stuff are great, but I just, I'm all about consistency. People want to come to your Instagram and go, these guys use great Sony cameras, you can tell, and they're not expensive. 
So you've got to commit to one or the other. It's, I think there's no so. point being kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Look, you're, I'm all about if you're a business owner popping up and showing yourself and your face and doing the selfies and that kind of thing and keeping things authentic. But I'm all about people come to your page and they know on Tuesday you're going to post this or that's these are the brands I follow. I know that their content is is really great quality. It's easy to, to watch and it's digestible and it makes me trust them more. So I suppose for people, if they're listening to that and it's like, cool, well, do your authentic stuff, maybe stories. Yep. Keep keep it on that point, like that that whole face to cam there. And then if you're putting regular content, good quality content out, make it consistent. Don't yep. go between something you recorded yourself and then like a, an epic one produced by uh, Silver Lining by yeah. you guys. Like <laughs> keep it consistent all the way through. Keep it consistent, but then I just you know don't go and record something thinking that that is all I want to get out of the the shoot. Whether it's just on your little camera or if it's on your phone, don't go in there thinking we need to get this one. 10 second clip which is our anniversary video keep things rolling because the amount of times that i'd come there with one job to do which is to do a brand video or something and then next minute we have this really awesome authentic moment and i clip it up just put an end frame on and a logo and the engagement is bigger than the brand video so you gotta you gotta go in there thinking that this is a you know going to create a feeling rather than just or, or an identity or a reputation rather than just that one clip. So always get the camera going and and those it's those authentic moments I'm all about. I love that. And how did you go? Because not only do you have this, but you've also started your own podcast recently as well. Yeah. How did you go telling your own story on uh, on that side of things and creating that brand story around that? Yeah, look, I mean, I've always tried to be very transparent and the same person on Cassie Silver, Silver Lining, and now the podcast injecting to be expecting. So I've told everyone else's stories for years, whether it was on Today Tonight or in the business. And now it was like, it's a bit different when it's your own. So I've been going through IVF with my husband for a while. And I just thought there's not really a place where I could get my questions answered or the the community in Perth was quite closeted, I kind of felt. So I launched What to Expect When You're Injecting, which is a play on What to Expect When You're Expecting, which is a podcast in the community for anyone going through infertility. And I tell you what, the minute that I kind of shared that, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I've been very open, whether it's about mental health or business or, you know, failure and things like that. But the minute that I, I mentioned that this is what I was going through, I was just the influx of people that was like, me too, me too, me too. So, uh, and the podcast has been amazing. So it's a nice little outlet where I look at my, I've got my, my personal page, my professional page and my, pass, my passion project page, as I call it. But I'm all about being consistent in the same person across all of them, which is, I think, another amazing tip for, for businesses. Be the same person, whether you're, if you've got multiple businesses and it's yourself, and then it's your brand. And something else, I think that people should be able to come to one of those pages and know exactly the Kim they're getting or the Cassie they're getting. Yeah. Shouldn't really be. Shouldn't be completely different. No. And that's the, that's the funny thing. It's like obviously yourself being that you do, not only do you do all these things, you you kind of speak a bit as well when you do a lot of things. And when people come and see you speak and then they hear a podcast and then they meet you in person, the, the worst and kind of the weirdest thing is when you have someone who's completely different on all of those. Yeah. I think the best is when it's someone who is consistent all the way through. Like I've got to interview quite a few cool people for this podcast and everyone's like, oh, what are they like? And I'm like, exactly what you expect them to be like. Like they're not any different. Like maybe they, they put on sometimes a little bit of extra bravado depending on kind of what their brand represents and whatnot and they're a little bit less than that in real life but yep. they're still kind of the same totally yeah. look i mean on stage i wouldn't get up there and you know drop the f-bomb and things like that i've which, heard you do yeah, it on stage i, I know you <laughs> were you at the happiness code yeah. like, okay <laughs> look I, I wouldn't do that there are time and places for that but yeah. i would be always standing by my values 
so and that, and that, they don't change and they don't waver whichever you know wherever i am yeah i'm the same as well and because i think like i'd be interested to hear your point on that with 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 swearing right and i have my own beliefs around like using it using it in presentations and using it in conjunction with brands and whatnot what's what's your opinion on that being that you experience and see a lot of people Look, I there is a time and a place, and sometimes I can get off a stage emceeing or on the podcast, it's uncensored. So, you know, there's a lot of F-bombs happening. You've got to choose your time. Sometimes it can be overused. It's to do it for the right impact rather than just to make people... Part of every single you know, sentence you use. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's got to be... It can be used... Look, I think the C word can be used in a really, really clever way sometimes. It doesn't have to be offend, offensive. And I drop that and it can be quite jarring for people. But it's just it's it's to do it for the right impact rather than just a shock. Yeah, and I remember there was because a lot of people also talk about it, especially in the speaking community, podcasting and whatnot as well. It's like, well, how does that affect your ongoing like bookings and people like asking you to come on other things? And it's like no one's ever, no one's ever not booked someone for not swearing, but they have not booked people for swearing. Totally. Yeah, and and it's I mean it's interesting like Gary V who is pretty a big advocate of swearing and doing whatever kind of he wants. But I think he opened this he's like he's lost over like probably between 2 and 5 million dollars worth of speaking engagements just because he swears and is not willing to kind of adjust that. But that's also him. Totally. Look, I mean, I reckon there'll be people in the rooms where I've been that have gone and they're shaking their heads and they're cringing at what's coming out of my mouth. Maybe there's 1200 people there. But it's when you get off stage and then I ran into someone who said, were you that girl in the um, sequin jumpsuit at the Happiness Co. Gala? And I said, yeah, because you made my night. I was having such a shit time and, you know, just I think mental health struggling. Yeah. And I had never, never laughed so hard. So I just go, you know what, for that one person. And if the other person in the room owns a fancy business and doesn't book me, ah, yeah. made someone else's night. Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. And so for, for businesses listening to this, and obviously you've kind of touched on a few points that they can, that are definitely helpful. What are some of the big, rather than like the big things they should do, what are the big things that they shouldn't do that you kind of see and you're like, if they didn't do that, it would actually be much better for them, whether it be from like tying in their brands and their stories or from the content that they're producing? Like what are some of the big kind of like no-nos almost? Look, I hate things that are super staged and super scripted and very locked off shots to camera. Just the typical generic videos with the, the logo flying in. I hate expected videos. So I like to get to know people and brands with things that I can't find on Google and the internet. So I think that it's uh, avoiding just common marketing tools, putting up quotes just for the sake of it on social media. Replace that with an actual authentic video on your phone or something that happened. Or I think that trying to get away from fitting into this mould and going outside the box is just so valuable for businesses. When I actually get to know people on social media with yeah, authentic content or bloopers, it, it humanises them. So I like to get to know people rather than then I fall in love with the brand. Yeah. So I think where you can put your face to things, your identity and your, your values to it, then I think the brand is just it's secondary. Yeah. So seeing the people, I'm all about that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people just put a lot of like, logos and random stock photos on social media and same with the website and I do a lot of copywriting for people's websites and there's just stock imagery everywhere so I'm all about putting a banner video in there because people it's the first thing people are going to see so I say putting your face to things is such a big a big yes yeah. rather than yeah what about if someone's nervous and they're like oh, like I love my business I love what I do and the customers that I have but like 
I'm nervous about putting my face out there and being on camera and those sorts of things. Like, how do you help people yeah. when they're dealing with that? Well, we do, I do media training as well. So um, I, I help people on camera who are feeling a little bit nervous. But when you finished a session with me, you, you don't even know that the camera's been on and the, the relaxation afterwards is like, oh, I feel really good. And I always think that it's better to, to you know, push someone to do something and they can always go, I don't like it, or, you know, I, I don't want to do it, I don't like the quality, I don't like how I'm looking or how I'm appearing, rather than not giving someone the opportunity and wishing that they had. So I'm all about pushing people to just give it, give it a crack, you know, and it's never an interview and it's something new for them to try. So they're in safe hands with me. I'm, not, I'm a TV producer, so I'm... I know how to get the right grabs out of people as well. So we're not going to go in there and script something and be like, now say this. And I, I've never had someone watch a video of themselves and go, they always say, oh, I actually didn't mind it. So they never go, nah, not going to use it. Yeah. I think that uh, w- when you put your face to something and, you, and your authenticity, the brand, yeah, just, just flies. You think about someone like, you know, Richard Branson, that kind of thing I think is it's all about the person. I like that. You tied in flyers, Richard Branson. You very that? very good. Is it? Yeah. You're professional. You're professional. You've done this before. <laughs> and so for, for the guys listening then as well, like what are some of the, like what's the first thing that they should do if they go, cool, now I know I've got to put myself out there. I've got to have some good content. Like what's, what's kind of like step one, whether they come and engage you or whether they're going to go and try and do it themselves. Like what's the first couple of steps that they need to get like clear on and, and aware of? And this is probably going to be taking business away from me, but I'm not a cameraman whatsoever, but I've purchased a great ca- camera, a gimbal and a tripod. You can do it for, what does that cost, six, six or seven grand. It's not, it's not a train smash. So if you don't want to invest in video content with someone else producing, I would go grab a camera and a tripod and start filming stuff. So whether you're around the office, like you have a morning meeting or a whip at nine o'clock Monday morning, I would dedicate a couple of hours a week to doing awesome video content around the business. Hmm. It's so valuable. So it might be someone's birthday and it's like I whack the camera out and, and get the shots of them blowing the cake out with a quality camera. It takes two seconds. Put the SD card in the computer and whack that on social media. So if you're not ready to sit down and put all the lights and cameras and mics and do it all you know, professionally, start playing around with yourself. What's, what's five grand on this, honestly? An iPhone costs you two grand out, right? So go grab a camera or do it on your phone and start playing around with editing. And this is this is me obviously taking business away from me. But this is where <laughs> I do it. I yeah. take my camera to kids' birthday parties and I whack it together and give you know the family a um, little sixty second clip for them with a logo at the end. You know, video content just it's it's wicked. So I would start doing things like that. You never know when things are gonna yet take off. It's authentic engagement again. Then look at investing in a brand video or meet the team video and, and, and do it that way. But I would always say start there. Start doing your own stuff. Then people know that on Tuesdays it's it's F45 Dynella do Technique Tuesday. Every single Tuesday I know they're going to come there and there's a quality video that's been taken by them that is seen by thousands of people. So... Yeah, I think that's so important. As you mentioned, like get started with the found foundations, fundamentals, and then build on top. I know that's what that's what we've done, and it's like for ages. I want to do like a meet the team video, but have you, have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah, yeah. I love the intro of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I kind of want to do like a parody of the Brooklyn Nine Nine intro, where it's like pauses and flash over and the person's yeah. name, and yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I, that's uh, that's something that I want to do. So hey, we might have to chat after that's, this. Uh, that'd be podcast. great. Yeah, and you know, what? I love it when clients come and they have an idea of something they want to do. Because, yeah, it's, you've got a vision and then we can build from there. And, and I think that, 
like stuff like that, we could totally do that. We can you know, freeze it, we can make the cartoon. I always tell people that why I am a higher end video content agency, all the bells and whistles is where it all gets bolted on. If you just want to come shoot something and have a great interview and have an awesome video edited, it's not going to cost you thousands and thousands. It's when we start you know, adding in graphics and soundtracks and you know of course that's going to graphic design of things flying in is yeah, going to cost a bit of money effort, yeah. but it just takes videos to the to the next level oh, it makes them so much better and ever since we i noticed and i think a lot of people that we've had engaged with us have noticed like when we up leveled our stuff even when we did so we did an event three years ago now certified ballers live then we did certified ballers live too and then we did that and then we had all the content there we had it up to stadium we had yeah. them like they're like do you want your logos up on the big screen and i was like oh, not really then i was like hang on that's going to be killer video content of me like just like looking out into the distance and then like the things on there i was like we've got to do it so all those things and now we've got those assets and we've got them there like we may not have necessarily pumped it out everywhere but we've got all that content that we can use and tie in for all different things for promoting number, totally. number three if we can ever go back to normalcy and, and run big events and stuff like that so i keep all my clients videos so like all the raw files i have it so we've just got hard drives and clouds and stuff because yeah like five years time you know the children's hospital might be like hey we've just we're celebrating a birthday do you have that shot from five years ago and you want to be able to go yeah, I'm all about lookbacks and montages. And-, and you can see where you came from as well. Like I remember like eight years ago, I started like a little YouTube clip and it was like social media weekly in my backyard of my old house and stuff like that. It was terrible. And then I did another one called Bombs Away where I would go like this with an imaginary bomb and I had this some guy on Fiverr put a bomb in my hands and chuck it up and then explode it on the screen. Terrible again. But it's always good to look back and see like where you came from and totally. like the improvements over time and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And look, and I'm the same with the video content and still still photography as well. Same camera I use is, can be video and still. So if you, you, know, you look at all my pages, there will be some professional stuff and then the IVF stuff will be me there with my camera doing injecting something or whatever and making it really, really raw and real. But then I've got professional photos of me standing in the middle of Hyde Park holding a really, really awkward sign. People are like, well, you know, what's going on there? So still photography and video, people can do it. Start playing around with it and have a, have a wicked mix and keep everything because I've kept all of my stuff from years because I never thought years ago that I'd be doing an IVF podcast and now I've got a video that I took which I turned into a time lapse of me giving myself my first injection because I'm a needle phobe and it, and it took two hours. So I sped it up 500%, still goes for like 11 minutes <laughs> and that was one of my first posts on social media for the podcast. I never thought I'd actually be sharing that but that's a video that I took edited and it's authentic and had the you know the, the best engagement for the page yeah love that now as we get towards the end of our time here together i would like to ask the same question which is what's a question that i didn't ask you that i should have oh oh that is tough probably what sets me apart from other businesses in the same competitive market please <laughs> fill me in <laughs> Oh, I'm so tee, glad you tee, asked. Tee yourself okay. up, yeah. <laughs> no, look, I'm not going to pump my pump my tires up too much, but I just wanted, to, you know, look, the the stuff I do and the stories I tell, I just absolutely love it. You know, when I left Channel Seven, when I would be sitting with people and I'd be interviewing them, I'd leave and I'd like hug them, and it's like you can't do that. You know, it's just going on the news, like it's not a big deal. But when people watch something and they sh- they're vulnerable enough to share a story, whether it's why they started a business or if it's a life-changing survivor story, what I've done, people 
just love sharing their stories. And I think it's a healing thing as well for people. It doesn't have to be a traumatic interview or anything like that, but people get something out of it. So what sets me apart from other businesses is that it's not about me creating an awesome, engaging video. It's also about the person and it's about what they're getting out of it, their, their personal satisfaction, their personal growth and seeing it all come together. I just, I love piecing it all together with the music and, and then showing them. And I, I just froth when they say, that is exactly the story I wanted to tell. So I'm less about wham, bam, slapping it all together and spending time with the person. I've had interviews with people for three, four hours and then they invite me to stay and we have a glass of wine. It's probably inappropriate, but I never right, rush why anything. Not? Yeah. Never rush anything either. So it's all about, yeah, I love the relationships that I make with people and then they become friends. I've had a story with St John Ambulance where, you know, a guy had a, had a heart attack on the floor and his kids gave him CPR and they just learned first aid. So it was a story about why he needed to do first aid. And that video went for nine minutes because you had to. Like it, 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 and they still message me photos of them and, you know, the kids are friends with mine and friends with me because I've got no kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just love the relationships that I build with people. So... I'm less about real estate videos and more about real people. I love that. Amazing. And now if someone's been listening to this and they're like, I want to find out more about what Cassie is up to, where should they connect with you online? Where's the best places? Cool. So I've got social media would be Cassie Silver, that Cassie Silver's personal page. And then at Silver Lining Co is the business page. Thank God my surname's Silva because <laughs> my married name doesn't work well with that business. And then injecting to be expecting. They're all, if you just go to Cassie Silva, I'm there. I'm always on my phone. Website, silverliningco.com. And the services are just everything from, you know, creative copywriting, media training, voiceovers and video content. And it's weird. I get all sorts of different, my services are growing and it's weird. It's like I'm doing this now and, you know, but because, you know, people want, want it, I'll give it a crack and... Yeah. MC work. So yeah, that's me. And I'm, I'm always up for, for anything. Amazing. So guys, if you're watching this, listening to this, please head over. They'll be either above or below in the show notes, all the links to where you can find Cassie online. So please do go and connect with her. And if you know someone who either, maybe number one, maybe they're uh, trying the injecting journey. You can share this, <laughs> share this podcast and connect them up with Cassie. Or if you're someone who is a business owner and you know other business owners who are, maybe they're struggling, struggling a little bit, putting together their video content, understanding what they need to put out there and, and some of the steps to go about it, please share this episode with them. And again, Cassie, thank you so thank much for you. joining us. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure.